0: Hello, internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined as always by Trace Fincaro. And Jan Michael Hissent. That is a one Gunner Kennedy. We are also joined by a very special guest, the one Mr. Jesse HS from the Heart God Media podcast. Jesse, how are you, sir?
1: I am well, gentlemen. Uh honor, privilege, and uh and uh, vast, uh, are very excited to be returning a third time.
0: We are very, 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 very pumped to have you back. Um, and the the honor is all ours. Let me uh, let me, let me be the the one to say that for the group.
1: Now, so, so am I where, where am I in the ranks right now as far as a returning guest? Is, is anybody number one number three
0: yet? Yeah, no, you no one has been to three.
1: Ah, yeah. I feel I feel real good about this episode
2: now. <laughs> yeah, it's you. Um we had um on our hundredth episode, we had two guests on for their second appearance. But uh you are th- you're the first third. This it doesn't sound it doesn't sound good when I phrase it that way, but you're the first third. <laughs> first third. <laughs> you're my first third choice. Oh, you're my first third time. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it feels like the first time, it feels like the very first time. So speaking of um honor, How could the word this honor.
3: To
2: me?
0: The uh sometimes uh we do things with good intentions, but the I believe the old adage is the road to hell is filled with good intentions. Um Yelp very recently added a feature onto their service. Uh, It it added an alert for businesses accused of racism, Um, which in theory sounds pretty good, right? Like you would want to know if you were supporting a racist business. Unfortunately, in the execution, it doesn't seem that there was much vetting to be going on. They were kind of just allowing people to use the honor system. And so you were (laughs) having people... (laughs) in some cases uh (laughs) wrongly accusing (laughs) businesses of being racist uh there was actually a pizza parlor in uh in boston uh where a guy got harassed pretty bad because someone left a comment on there that he dropped like an n-bomb on the phone with them which there was no proof of i guess either way you could say there was no proof of the the person remained anonymous that said that but that night uh people went there and harassed him, and like, you know, they purchased they they tried to purchase some food. They did purchase some food. They ended up throwing the food in the owner's face. and the owner looked pretty shook with one of his other employees, kind of older guys. and there was just a group of people with like you know, phones and cameras harassing this guy. Now, granted, if it truly happened, maybe he deserves that. Um, no, he definitely deserves that if, if if it truly happened. But that being said, there's with no with the only proof being that somebody just said it uh I think this is a bit reckless, and maybe some vetting should go be going on I think that at the very least if you're going to uh perpetuate a you know uh, a narrative of you know someone's business or someone at the an owner of the business or even someone at the business being tolerated uh to remain there uh as a racist you should be forced to put your name uh on it with all of your information so that that person can sue you for slander if you end up you know Lying through your teeth and just trying to be a dickhead thoughts. Anyone?
1: This is a slippery slope. Um, uh, honestly, it, to me, it completely discredits Yelp and any, the, 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 the committee or the people who, uh, who gave clearance on this, because uh, I mean, especially in 2020, do, do people not realize how terrible people are? Uh, well, I mean, people are definitely going to be lying on there. Like, it's just—I mean—I don't understand why. uh, I—I boggles my mind why they would put that feature on there. I think that's that's catering too much to to the times, and you're you're creating—you're going to create crime, is what you're going to
2: create. Have you seen the warning? It looks like it's like the particular the the Yelp warning the one that comes up on your oh, screen right. yeah well it looks like it I, looks like that danger sign that you see when you when you're visiting a website and and they didn't pay it to get a certificate yeah <laughs> it's like a huge huge red warning um that's pretty much like well don't proceed like yeah you're using Yelp just to kind of find out what their phone number is and their hours of operation but before we're going to give that to you um hey I have we're, we're just- very important to say. They're doo
3: doo head, and they they smell like doo doo, and they like the doo doo. It's Yelp has Yelp has had a very <clears throat> only if you really care. Like again, it, maybe this is maybe this is me watching too too many Louis Rossman videos, but Yelp has had a very and. Sketchy past to begin with, anyways, and now it's like, hey, we're gonna double down. We're gonna somehow co- figure out a way to combine cancel culture and and credit ca- credit card or credit rating bureau bullshittery into one convenient web platform with distributed host. You know, like we're gonna we're, we'll use some we'll use some web two buzzwords around it, and then it'll make everything fine. And meanwhile, it's like. It, it, here's the other thing is how the fuck does yelp stay in business when facebook decides to just take all their shit anyways at the you know at, at this point
2: it it, it, all, it makes me wonder if this is a classic example of um no news is or you know no um what is the phrase the no uh publicity is bad publicity because yeah I, like i wonder if people just like crawled out of the woodwork <laughs> and they're like oh i forgot to have yelp on my phone like well, they see the headline, you, they're like, "Oh, I should use that
1: are you, are, well, you are you saying that? drive the racist to the racist
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes
3: <laughs> well
1: that's a. well cast,
3: i mean though, you, like well well well, you say that, but I mean you know going by certain statistics, at least forty percent of forty percent Amer- of people are a hundred percent racist per <laughs> per for, for modern media polling. Forty percent of the time, they're racist. One hundred percent of the time.
1: Well, if I'm Yelp, why do I stop at uh, flagging businesses for racism? Why don't I? Why don't you do something? You know, why don't you start taking care? If you're that concerned about, uh, you know, these racist, uh, pieces, I, of, uh, pieces of shit, maybe you should. Where they live? Flag, flag people for, you know, if they're if they're pedophiles or if they're on the registered sex offender. Uh, I don't want a registered and sex you know offender what? cutting my slice. of yeah, the, the old pizza pub would have been shut down before if Yelp would have with this great idea.
2: And when it comes to convicts, I think that's a slippery slope. But um, but you you raise a really good point. And one of them is cut co- is is employee satisfaction, right? So like, have you ever found yourself going oh. to one of those businesses and you really like being there because the employees like being there? Like that could be in a Yelp review. I, like, Subway would have the worst. I would no. Walmart would have the worst. Maybe
3: well yeah (laughs) well actually so here's here here's the question why aren't they doing this for something that's actually fucking useful like i don't know how many times the fucking store has been involved in a fucking credit like people's credit card numbers being stolen (laughs) or something like that
2: it's funny too because you know how you find that out you you make friends with someone that works at a bank and you're like you talk to the customer service department and you're like hey, um. I know you're not supposed to tell me this, but where have all of the most recent transactions been um, that are just coincidentally happening before fraud? And they'll be like, oh, it's that bar down the street. Like, yeah, we're pretty sure they got hacked. (laughs) Like, you just need to know someone from the bank. speaking of. Yep. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't have anything else. I had Uh, nothing else.
0: (laughs) Speaking of. Uh getting hacked uh, it seems they are now uh hacking the puppers uh with some with some VR training uh gunner you want to tell us a little bit about that
3: actually that's this is a level even more fucked up than this uh so uh darpa has decided that the the future you know cuz drones drones aren't good enough and they haven't figured out how to make that uh, one boston robot what's the what's the what's the yellow one little dog something like that the the walking robot that's the is it little man or is it little little, L- little dog? bot or little little dog the yellow one but anyways um so what there's a there's a company that they're doing that they contracted out to called a command site but basically what they've done is they've made 300 spot. or you know like full full, full f- 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 they've made spot spot yes spot. that's the robot's spot was name. His name yeah, spot. yeah. Anyways, uh, so these guys, basically what they've done is that they've made a full field of view augmented reality display for uh, military dogs so that you can effectively remote control them. Because they teach them to follow the pointer on the screen and the commands through the screen so the, tra- the, the, the handler can basically see through the cameras on the display for the dog and use it as literally an extension of himself. And it's like, you know, it's kind of like the whole, Mm. we're not really ballsy enough to start like doing invasive neurosurgery on, on dogs to build cyber dogs,
2: like in fallout, (laughs) but it's pretty fucking close. So, but it's VR for dogs, right? So I I realize you can see out the dogs head, like out of his vision, but, does the dog also have VR as well? Like, can you like show up? Like is it augmented reality. Like you could just show up in front of him and be like, come over here, doggy.
3: Well, yes, actually that's exactly what this is, is that it effectively, they train them to follow a indicator on the screen, telling them when, what direction to go in, when to stop, what speed they want them to move at, that kind of thing. So that instead of actually having to be in hearing range of the handler and actually like actually hear his commands, They're getting that fed right through these
2: these AR glasses. Oh, so the dog isn't really experiencing VR; it's the person that is. They can they they like are the dog. You know, should they sell it? It's like should they sell like like dog porn? Like maybe somebody's really into bestiality, but they want to experience it firsthand. uh, And you're like, well, you can just look uh, out the eyes of this dog while you're doing a dog. uh, are, Are are. where would Is they it sell disturbing that? That's called, where I first go. Where would they sell that? At a place called the Pizza Pup?
0: Oh, oh God.
2: Hit the Yelp <laughs> button. Just fucking hit it now, Gunner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, uh, I I'm, sorry, I'm
2: sorry. To anyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We've been accused of bestiality on this podcast. Hot, Yelp should hot warn people before they play us. Hot <laughs> diaper dumpster
3: fire. I guess
0: I could see i don't maybe this sounds weird something is unsettling to me about this it's not the vr training for the dog because it's kind of just that i feel like is kind of giving the dog kind of visual clues and maybe kind of what to expect when you're you like have a pointer and stuff and you're feeding it kind of misinformation i kind of feel like you're taking the dogs any type of decision making that the dog is making which don't me wrong i'm not saying like a dog is intelligent as a human but it does have instincts and it does have abilities to make decisions. I think you're, you're kind of further removing that from the relationship with a, with a Mm -hmm. handler and the dog. And I, I think that's fucked up. Like I think it's taken a way too far.
3: Well, I mean, wait, and I guess really, really what this, what this leads into is that this is, this is how you get to cyber dog because they're, you know, like you have, you have spot, but you don't have a computer that can actually do all the stuff that spot needs to do to be the crazy weapon system that it wants. So it's like, you know, you, you, you build a RoboCop dog eventually here and they've mapped out the dog's effective
2: neurological dog's behavior better. by these things. A dog's almost better. I mean, it's got to sleep and stuff, but. I mean, it's like, take it's part got of its own brain internal energy. Oh, geez. Not if <laughs> it's it takes got the got part it's of the brain in, out that needs it to make it sleep. It's, it's gonna, got its own internal why? energy source. <laughs> and, it, I mean, it's like, what you do is you just like, you just like steer the dog to places that you know it's going to be able to get free food. Well, then, you know, and, then and you just keep like mili- militarizing on with your with your robo dog. It's not even a robo dog, though. It's like because dogs are pack animals, so they'll do as they're they they really enjoy to be to do as they're told.
3: Well, and what what you do what you do is you just train it to like one person, and then you make every person that it sees that you want it to be that one person.
0: Couldn't we just work on expanding the dog's consciousness with like? with 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 technology and making it maybe easier for us to communicate with the dog and the dog to communicate with us you're such well, a vegetarian
2: kind of
0: I, <laughs> I love dogs
2: I, and i love animals but i really Wade, love dogs <laughs> until, you Wade, it think, but, until you hear a thing until you hear a thing and you realize that it wants to fuck you too yeah staring at that but, knee. wait
3: wait wait you, you you you're only able to expand its consciousness. By making a spot for all that stuff to go in, by pulling the part out of its brain that makes it sleep.
2: So, I mean, oh. it, you know, it's a trade-off. Mm. If you want to hear dogs talk, you have to be prepared to listen to them talk in Goofy's voice.
3: Yeah, you saw that Dexter's lab. You saw that Dexter's right. lab <laughs> <Lamb> episode. <laughs>
0: why couldn't it? Why couldn't oh, it? My- no, but I saw the I saw the I saw the Rick and Morty episode that he didn't have that. Where are my balls? Voice. Wait, Where am I yeah,
2: all summer? Yeah,
3: true, that hey, I was goofy crazy wasn't though. a dog?
1: I thought Goofy was a cow.
3: Yeah, Goofy yeah. is a cow, isn't he? No, Goofy is a dog. There's, there's a it's lot of conspiracies there.
0: about the lots Disney of market. inconsistencies there with Disney. By the way, though, uh, Goofy's the name actually
3: Goofy's name
2: isn't actually Goofy.
3: Well, actually, actually, they're they yeah, they're you know, again, there's the bit much like how Smurfs managed to reproduce with only one female Smurf, is that a uh, Goofy and Pluto were in some like weird BDSM kink
2: relationship. And Pluto was just pretending to be the non-talky dog, yeah. Goofy's actual name is George Geef. George GG for short. His original name was Dippy Dog. Goofy's a nickname. It fucked up mm-hmm. but yeah there is conspiracies that say he's a cow and they're hilarious but they're not true they they were built Well, you know
0: what you get why they say he's a cow though right like because you would assume he could not be a dog if pluto was well, a dog
3: he's also drawn in the same style as the disney he's almost like his old character design is very reminiscent of the
2: cows that walt disney would draw as well gotcha yeah i mean if you, you know you look like, like at the early years you look at like the 1930s the cats look like the dogs, look like the pigs, look like the ducks. They all look like the same fucking thing. They're all these like they have the like the exact same shapes, shape and size eyes. They both have they all have like these like like elongated snouts. Actually, they that's kind of how, all look the same. That's just like how cartoon it. That's just how
3: cartoons worked. Looked in the back back in the day. Just like how uh, Calvin's dad used to say that all pictures were in color from like in the 30, 30s and back it's just that the world was in black and white until then
2: Hmm. well that's interesting speaking of
0: black and white i want to talk about green and red actually i'm gonna let trace talk about green and red mcdonald's ice cream shortages and green and red dots trace take it away
2: um (laughs) so a uh a a twitter post recently um went viral as um somebody um by the name of at Uh, Rashik, I believe you'd say it, R-A-S-H-I-Q, he decided that he was going to reverse engineer the the way that the McDonald's app um, communicates with the McDonald's servers. And in doing so, um, he found a way to (laughs) I I might as well just I'll just read the headline I'll read his exact tweet he says I reverse engineered McDonald's internal API and I'm currently placing an order worth $18,752 every minute at every McDonald's in the United States to figure out which locations have a broken ice cream machine
0: so what's what does API mean excuse my
2: ignorance um, API is how, like, if you're going to order something using the McDonald's app on your phone, uh uh-huh. um, that app has to talk back to the McDonald's servers, right? Their okay. database or whatever you want to call it. And the API is how that app talks. It's just, um, it stands for the application programmer interface. And it's the idea that if you're a programmer, do you want to talk to McDonald's? This is how you would talk to it. And the reason that reverse engineering it is cool is because once you know how it talks, it's almost like reading English. I mean, it's once you learn, learn a program's API, you can just write a program that, that talks that exact same language. And when he learned the API, what was interesting is he was able to make these fake orders. I guess the orders aren't getting fulfilled. He did reply in a couple of tweets lower that there, no orders were actually being placed. So I'm guessing that he was creating these orders and canceling them. I, I don't know what the significance is to eighteen thousand seven hundred and fifty-two dollars. I don't know if that's just a, a unique number um, that he knew he you know that McDonald's would be able to clean up from their databases when they were um, when they were looking this up, but. Uh, what i find found particularly interesting about this was first of all the the very high rate of these machines failing i didn't it, if he regularly goes to mcdonald's maybe this is why he did it but um i want to say um during one part of the day it was like a 17% failure rate of these um uh, ice cream machines <laughs> which is fucking insane i i think it's insane it's like almost one in every five ice cream machines is not functioning. Maybe it's well, supply and demand. You know, since since
3: Roy Con died, or uh, not Roy Cohn. was it right? That's the guy.
2: That's the guy who founded McDonald's, right? Ray I Cohen? don't know. Was that his I, name? I thought it was Ronald.
3: No, he actually bought it. for... He actually, there's a whole thing. Like, there was an awesome movie they did with a. Uh, Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton. yeah, right. George, George, George Cohen. I'm sorry, Kohan. Ray, Kroc. Mc... yeah, Ray,
0: Kroc. Ray, Kroc. yeah, that's
3: it. Okay,
1: yeah. Which the movie was good, but yeah, they didn't. Uh... And McDonald's. Uh, I'll say this: I love McDonald's ice cream, and there's been several times where I've patronized a McDonald's, and the only thing I ever get at McDonald's is. A hot fudge Sunday and i can't you tell the, you how many times i've been anger- oh no no I, I i like peanuts don't don't get me wrong but on those the ice cream is just it maybe it's a, a weird nostalgia thing uh <laughs> and i'm sure it is because everything uh terrible in my life that i enjoy that other people are like why do you enjoy that is a ba- basically rooted in nostalgia but uh yeah they i mean multiple times. I think twice this summer, I've driven through McDonald's and it's like $1.19 for a hot fudge sundae and guess what? Sorry, our ice cream machine's not down. And I also think that those machines take maintenance and the average McDonald's worker, and sorry if any McDonald's workers listening to this, uh, they don't give a shit. Uh, mm-hmm. So, if those machines need to be properly maintained, they're not going to be maintained by someone who works at McDonald's.
3: Well, this is what well, I was wondering too. Go ahead, Gunnar. Well, I was gonna say, well, well, you you do have you do have the wonderful future to look forward to, where they will be, uh, all those workers will be replaced by uh, racist robots uh, that are tuned by tuned oh by gosh. the Yelp algorithm <laughs> to be consistently racist at a small amount to all their customers versus horribly racist
2: well, to some and not racist to others. And, and Wade, I, hold your thought because oh, yeah. I have to jump on this. Um, somebody on Twitter actually replied. They got the data. They actually extracted the data download from the McDonald's API, and they crunched it together with with the actual city populations and the, the demographics of the populations. Oh, and somebody boy. named Mark Stasberg said that McDonald's are slightly over represented in white areas, while locations with broken ice cream machines skew black and low income. <laughs> and he has a fucking chart that he prepared. that proves that the machines are more neglected in certain areas than others i mean this is fucking crazy so hopefully i didn't wipe that thought away but i had to jump on that bandwagon
0: no you didn't i was just wondering like through this data it's flawed because i'm sure there are mcdonald's where like maybe they just cleaned the ice cream, ice cream machine mm-hmm. and they were like, or like they just didn't feel like, it, they just were like, fuck it. I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? So maybe it's mm-hmm. not total, not truly down, mm-hmm. but it's just down because like an employee was like, fuck this. I'm not doing it. 100%
1: well, is definitely the case. <laughs> there,
2: there may be another issue. There may be an inverse proportion where more people order ice cream through the app than they ever did in person. Like it kind of tokenizes the inconvenience you're putting on the employees, or something along those lines, and they're just more likely to do it. Maybe even the app favors ice cream, like it tries to upsell, and they're like, "Hey, are you sure you don't want dessert with this?" Well, I I, I think I think you also have to acknowledge
3: one thing here, which is that we're saying McDonald's, but McDonald's doesn't run those restaurants; they're all franchisees, and yeah. The, you know it's like it's like how the denny's in anida and rome were kind of hell pits because the same guy owned and ran both of them but like yeah, shit would break all the time because he wouldn't put significantly money into different experience maintaining it
0: those sites
3: but 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 yes i mean it's, it's you know location-wise i mean like anida anida you were less likely to get stabbed I mean, not that you were likely, not but,
2: that you were super to likely point, to get stabbed in the wrong one. But to your point, Gunner, uh, yeah, I mean, it, like, we're if somebody's going to extrapolate data from this, right? Especially when they are throwing demographics into the mix, what they're failing to acknowledge is the fact that it's not like it's not like um, like corporate McDonald's is is handpicking the franchisees, right? It's it's more complex than that. The franchisee licensed the McDonald's name. And then they can kind of run, you know, to your point with with like a Denny's, they can decide to run that restaurant into the ground or they can decide to make that the best experience that you'd ever have. And part of that is, you know, um, like to Jesse's point, training your fucking employees on doing routine maintenance on the fucking ice cream machine. <laughs> oh, I don't I think, think it's
0: anything to do with training. I think it's all motivation.
1: Oh, 100%. Because those, I mean... Let's let's be real here. Let's not try to pad, you know, people's feelings in in the fast food industry in 2020. No one. We're, we live in an age where people the truth very much like like peanut butter. It's very hard to swallow without getting rinsed down with a bunch of other bullshit that you don't need. So. McDonald's, most McDonald's employees, they're placeholder jobs. They're for teenage kids that need a little extra pocket money to get themselves through. Don't get me wrong. There are people that have made careers about that, but those are the same people that don't really care. And if they do care, honestly, most of the fellow employees look down upon them and be like, why does, why does Shep give a shit whether or not the ice cream is. oh they them. definitely
0: do i used to work at a mcdonald's in high school <laughs> all the fucking there was always one try hard it was like mm-hmm. fuck oh, you yeah. bro fuck yep. you <laughs> this place sucks. Stop, stop being a try hard <laughs>
2: <laughs> um so th- 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 there's a um there's a a group from california they call themselves we are california they decided to turn political on this and <laughs> they put a reply they said they said mcdonald's fix your ice cream machines and also you better pay your fair share of property taxes in california vote yes on proposition
1: 15
0: <laughs> nice <laughs> unite
2: so oh man i love that
0: topic Speaking of California propositions, um, mm-hmm. some news came out uh, that I'm actually just going to intro a little bit and let Jesse take off on. Um, apparently, in California, they are uh, they they are making it is now. I think it's it's passed uh, it's law now that uh, as far as ride sharing goes, so like Lyft, Uber, um, things of that nature, they now have to treat their employees as full time employees or at least as employees, which a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of details that, that kind of change the game and, and, and implement some some interesting kind of aspects. Uh but Jesse, you you actually are you, you do work for uh well, I don't know if you work for Lyft or currently what what is what's even considered your contractor f- through Lyft, but take us a little bit onto kind of what you're kind of experiencing now that's coming out of uh, your headquarters.
1: So I am an actual employee of Lyft. I am not okay. a ten nine nine independent contractor just because I work within their ride or their uh, their ride share system as, uh, a warehouse in a, in a warehouse distribution center. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that is for, not even for their, uh, their vehicle ride shares, but their bike and scooter ride shares. So I am already, uh, an employee. I'm not a 1099, uh, independent contractor, but in the state of California now, yes, they are, I mean, and this is something it's, it's so, uh, ironic that this, uh, you know they weighed the state ruled against them, and uh, it it appears as if they're going to even levy possible fines against rideshare companies for misclassifying their employees. Uh, because I uh, I don't know what the state's motivation is, um, and I, and I say it's uh, appropriate that it happened this week because Andrew Yang, who is a uh, on the on. Joe Biden's uh, political uh, or whatever you want to call his uh, his cabinet, um, he actually discussed on a wrestling podcast with Chris Jericho that he is going to seek um, that Vince McMahon and uh, like companies need to start classifying their employees. Or, or their workers, not as independent contractors, but employees. And it's a misclassification. It violates countless rules. Um, and I mean, it pretty much, you know, with the ride shares in the state of California, this is, and I'm not sure if any other fellow states are going to follow suit. California being, you know, obviously the the weather that it has, uh, bike and scooter, the bike and scooter markets are huge there because they're year round business. It's a year round business. Whereas in New York city, yes, there's, there's bike and, and scooter, uh, uh, you know, ride shares there, but you know, they're very limited in the winter months, especially in the the Northeast, we get a, a crazy amount of, uh, winter weather. So with, I'm not sure where, how, how far this outreach, uh, how the effect is going to rattle throughout the entire company, but I can only imagine, I imagine there will be some, some shakeups for sure, because now you're in, and I, I believe uh, Lyft's stance on it is that, you know, we want this to, you know, be people to have, Full-time jobs, and then be able to yeah. also be an independent contractor to get that extra money. And I think I'll, I think a lot of people who are Lyft drivers, like like I, like I said, I I am employed by Lyft, but I am not a Lyft. I am in mean, no means a uh, a Lyft uh, driver, but I I would imagine, and from from the little bit of insight I have from those drivers, I do believe that they prefer um to be uh independent contractors or at least that's the way it it seems now that could be different uh especially if you know lyft is a very uh uh, very generous company uh all around so maybe those people who are using it as you know supplemental extra income are excited to quit whatever job they're doing and come on You know, as a full-time employee, or or as an employee with with possible benefits and and and, an hourly salary and you know a steady hourly hourly salary, as opposed to uh, being an independent contractor. So, it's going to be interesting to see what actually now. So so go ahead
2: to your to your point about you know doing the part-time thing. They enjoy ten ninety nine. I mean. There's a lot of jobs that are part-time that still don't 1099, right?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like there
2: a lot of the the people who bag groceries or or take back the carts or something like that at a grocery store, they aren't 1099. They aren't contracted employees because their job has 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 a lot of uh, liabilities. That make more sense for them to actually be onboarded as an employee. Um, you know, one of them is workers' compensation. You know, if you're um, <clears throat> lifting stuff or you know you can slip and, and fall or something like that, um, it makes sh- it makes more sense to for the employer to pay um, <clears throat> the uh, the workers' compensation insurance um, so that way if something happens, um, you know they're covered until they can return to work. I I believe that works differently for contracted employees, and aren't there a lot of employee benefits that you just don't get as a result of that? And to to me, it seems like yeah, maybe it's it's more um, it's more affordable by the employers. But I mean, we are stopping and calling them employers, right? We're calling them employers, but then we can't stop and call them employees. W- what's your opinion, Jesse? I mean, and, and maybe you're not allowed to speak on this. <laughs> maybe it's a conflict of interest for me to even ask you, but what's your opinion on it? I mean, do you think that do you think that that ride sharing should be a 1099 thing, or do you think that they really are employees of the company that they're that they're representing?
1: I, I think it's Look, at, you know, uh, to your point, I guess giving my opinion may be a, a conflict of interest, but I, I guess to, to say something that's uh, at least c- covering covering me and not giving me a, a, a sold solid uh, one way or the other. I, I, I mean, if the state of California weighs that as the judgment that they need to be classified as employees. I would only imagine that the rest of the states where ride shares are available would eventually follow suit.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But I mean, that's all. That's the whole thing. It's you would have to poll the drivers and see what the drivers would, what what their opinion would be. Because on the surface, yes, everyone would like benefits. Everyone, mm-hmm. you know, everyone would indeed do that. But does do ride share companies now? Uh, not not saying Lyft or Uber or any other you know rideshare. I'm not even sure if there's are many other rideshares. I know there's a few, but um, you know, do they do they make employees then part time and they have no full time uh drivers for their rideshares?
0: I I wonder how much if in this country we we somehow got universal health care figured out if this would even be. You
1: know if this, was,
0: if this would even be an argument if this would even be a thing
1: i mean and that's yeah that'll help the
2: health care that'll help the health care but it doesn't really fix the the workers comp and the unemployment issues but yeah it definitely helps it definitely helps the health insurance the thing is though is a lot of part-time employees don't qualify for health insurance wade so you know i mean if you work for an employer that offers it that's that's fantastic but a lot of the times that you have to work like a minimum of 30 hours a week to to qualify. And if you're underneath, you know, whatever the threshold is set by the company, then then your um your full time quote unquote full time benefits. And it's usually usually stuff like like healthcare are included in those um get get, get taken away. Um I, I don't know. I I I don't have an opinion on it because I, I don't do the job. But it is it it is like if you think about like how many part-time jobs there are out there to to treat somebody as a contractor is a bit weird, right? Because I, I would think I would think of a of a contractor as being more like like somebody who's like doing a DBA and they're going to go out and they're going to do like a one time service for someone, right? Or maybe a couple of times a year. Or That's like a contractor
0: about. on like a construction site. Sure, like that.
2: Yeah. sure, yeah, maybe that too. Yeah, when a company hires another company and and because on a contract site. Um, you know, you you might not keep somebody on that, that does drywall or you might not keep somebody on that does roofing or you might not keep somebody on that does electrician, uh, you know, a, a electrical work um, for 40 hours a week. But you're perfectly happy 1099ing that out. And it, it's an odd one to me. The other thing about 1099ing is, is I think it works out well when when there is some type of sales incentive, Right. So it's like you know what, Wade. We're going to treat you as a 1099 employee, um, but you know what? What you make is what you make, and and you're you know you're the master of your own domain. If you if you hustle, you'll make more money, and if you don't hustle, you make less money. Um, but you're a contracted employee, so we don't really have to pay you a salary. Um, instead, we're going to pay you a very very small amount of money, and then then the, the majority of what you get is going to be. Um, you know, percentage of uh, of your sales. So there's, to me, like there's times when it seems like 10.99 makes sense because it it kind of um it, it de incentivizes people sitting on their butt and doing nothing. But um, like this is this is like these are purely electronic services. How could Lyft and Uber how how could they possibly like accuse somebody of sitting around on their ass and just collecting money from them, right? They know exactly where they are at any given time.
0: Like it yeah, seems I just, like I wonder. Go ahead.
2: No, I do have.
0: <laughs> I just I, I also think, wonder if like can can these rideshares survive this if this does go nationally? That's probably they, a
2: concern too. Yeah.
1: I think, I think the main negative for this from, uh my opinion personally not speaking on behalf of any company um i think the biggest negative that is going to greatly impact this decision is the flexibility i think the main reason most people go into yeah. being drivers for ride shares is to be able to work their own schedule if you mm-hmm. are an hourly employee you're going to have a schedule now and i think that takes a lot of the incentive away from these people I think because they, they use it as, you know, a a secondary source of income.
2: To that point, maybe they are sitting on their ass more than we think, because, you know, if you think about like a bar letting out at 2 a.m. or 4 a.m. or whatever, you know, a lot of those drivers are just sitting and waiting and the employer expects them to do that. But are they making any money, you know, in the time that they're sitting idle, you know, in between the, you know, the the 9 p.m. rush and the 2 a.m. rush? Yeah, you know um, they're pro- they're
1: probably doing Grubhub or DoorDash or something like that as well.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Uber now eats. they got each. Yeah, Uber. they're trying to they're trying to get me to they give me three thirty dollars free. They want me to fucking use them. Kind of kind of defeats.
0: It's it's kind of rough when like a lot of the choices are thirty minutes away at least.
3: Yeah.
1: I'm gonna mm-hmm. guess the pines isn't on Grubhub.
3: <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> not you know what's
2: crazy though Canistata's least racist diner rest- in canistota <laughs> oh gosh
3: <laughs>
2: Canistotas is getting a uh a little old canistota new york is getting a um mexican restaurant they well,
3: they, they it, moved it,
2: into the what you go ahead
3: right, i'm sorry i'm not gonna i i don't want to I, was, I wasn't trying to talk over you i just it 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 it, it can only be better than el canela's at the end
0: yeah is it do, uh, please don't tell me it's up in route five
2: it's actually it's 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 the it's where the toast was the toast has moved to casenovia oh. and it's been redecorated as a mexican restaurant actually um uh the uh the owner was out front. We were walking yesterday. The owner was out front, and he was doing a uh, a live stream to Mexico. He must be his his family. He was streaming, um, what the Canastota streets look like. And uh, yeah, they're it, the inside's all finished. And on the window, it says uh, we take Grubhub. It says it right oh, on the window. So I'm like, about fucking time a restaurant moves in and is like, yes, please send us your electronic transactions. So, uh, question. After all is said and done, will it still be
3: making donuts more consistently than Dunn's?
1: It don- Dunn's is done though, right? Dunn's is completely over, right?
3: I think it it's probably is. I
0: think they, they didn't commit to being done completely, but I'm pretty sure they're done. Dunn's is probably oh, I'm not,
3: really done. Now but. now I feel now I feel bad because I, I wasn't actually like I they were being <laughs> that, that, it was like the the normal flakiness I didn't really think about oh yeah, COVID probably like fucked them forever.
0: Yeah, speaking about potentially being fucked forever, um, you make
3: the it Charlie like a bad thing.
0: Yeah, the Charlie Brown, uh, uh Halloween special, the Great Pumpkin, uh, the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown special, I believe it's called. I could be fucking wrong. I don't know. Uh, well, it's, not, it's no longer available on uh on on regular television. Trace,
2: can you can you elaborate a little more on this story? Yeah. So, um, man, I love this topic. I love it so much that I'm going to be very careful as how much of my opinion I share right off the bat. Cause I want it to unfold. I want this to unfold like, um, uh, I don't know, like, like Shrek would say, it's like, it's like an onion. There's layers. Um, so, um, the, um, it, it, it's a what is it? It's a great pumpkin. I don't, I don't even know the name of it. I'm going to fuck up the name, but anyways, everyone knows it as the, uh, the peanuts, the Charlie Brown, um, uh uh thanksgiving
0: it's the great pumpkin special. charlie brown
2: there you go there you go you got it you go. um it's been it's been on air for a very very long time um it started off um on CBS in 1966 holy so this, shit <laughs> it's been in circulation for a while and our generation which is the generation right now that seems to be um upset about um about recent events um our generation watched it predominantly on abc
0: yes absolutely yeah yeah
2: and historically it would um it would be played on abc um close to and around thanksgiving um it would be quote unquote free i'm gonna wrap quotes around that um because I think it's going to be important later on in this conversation. And um, and what happened was this is the first year that it's not going to be on broadcast television in the United States. Um, instead, uh, Apple, they have their Apple TV Plus service, which we've talked about many times on this podcast. Um, they said that they want it. So they're taking it. And it will be an Apple TV Plus exclusive. So I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> And then we can unfold this as it goes.
1: So this drives my point home, uh, guys. We did a we did a a whole crossover, dual, double post uh, about physical media. Yeah. This drives my point home. All these, all <laughs> every, every single person that says, "Oh no, getting rid of my DVDs, don't need them anymore." <laughs> Sucker, <laughs> <laughs> suckers! Guess what, assholes? I have it. it's the fucking great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And guess what? I don't fucking need to give the the Bezos estate or or the not Bezos fucking whatever Steve Jobs estate. They're not getting any money from me. You want to know why? Because I fucking physically own it. I can bring it. I can bring it right to for now. Right now. And we can watch it. And for it, now, this is. I, what do you mean for now? i gonna. I'm gonna have it forever.
3: Well, you gotta. Well, you actually. You got. You gotta forward this. See, this is unfortunately. There's. This is where society will degrade into the into into the feeders, the eaters, as it were, and then the independent, dynamic librarians who are running their own fucking Plex servers with the fifth or sixth transfer of their their DVD rip. Because, I mean, like. Apple gobbling this up aside. I mean, it's you know, H- AT and T did it with um, Sesame Street. Um, all of you know, like when Disney bought the Fox back catalog, basically every single Fox movie went out of print, and there's no indication that they have any fucking plan on bringing that shit back. You know, everybody want, everybody wants to own a fucking stream. Everybody wants to get you on the hook for doing the rental stuff. Like, you know, you say that it's like I have this huge you know like we have this huge fucking dvd collection at the house right now but i actually haven't checked all of them cuz that's the other problem is the fucking disc rots too you got to you got to be on top of the shit to keep it keep it in keep Th- it in circulation
2: so, so- it's, it's, sorry, i have going to cut you off real quick. So, so you talking about having the DVDs, and then Gunnar saying there's going to be dead or rot. This actually reminds me of a really good point that my boss made um, when we were going over our backup strategy um, at work. And the backup strategy is getting all of the computers, uh, the, all the computer systems, and, and archiving them somewhere. So that if, if the building were to burn to the ground and there's just ashes left, we could bring it all back. And part of the data retention plan was to say, you know, the company could recover from a, um, you know, a, a catastrophe. Um, but also they would like to be able to recover data in the event of an audit. And in the event of an audit, you had to save, you know, let's say it's seven years worth of data or 15 years worth of data. Right. And uh, so we're going over the backup strategy and we're pulling out stuff that's seven years old and there's actually no like like tech company that like that was in the immediate area that actually had the equipment to get the data off of these tapes so you know when you say like hey you got the D- you got the dvd and gunner says for now i i kind of Part of me is like, yeah, you know what, maybe that Plex Media Center that somebody's building is actually going to outlive the DVD um, as a home archive purpose. I don't disagree with your point. I'm not disagreeing with your point, Jesse, but I'm saying that, you know, maybe Gunner's right. And, you know, what happens when when the DVD um, player goes the way of, you know, the VCR and it just they just stop making them? He can rip it, can he? Can he just rip it
1: you, you can, not get to, blacks. But I, I love this narrative that has been painted for uh, on on discs uh, for ten plus years. I've had have I've had assholes come up to me and tell me that oh CDs are done. People told me ten years ago CDs are done. I I just bought three new CDs the last week, new releases. Mm-hmm. I, I still yep. buy them, and mm-hmm. th- that's the thing. They're it's it's physical media. Will not go back into prominence where it's super popular, except for vinyl. Vinyl made its resurgence and, it, and uh, the Deftones just sold like, I think they sold like 6,000 hard copies in five days of their new record just on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, it sounds, actually, doesn't doesn't sound like a lot, but that's actually impressive for for just it is, but it's sales.
2: it's also during an era where the most popular so, action figure is a Funko Pop that you can't actually morph into any actionable form. It's just decorative. <laughs> right. So right. for people to go out and well, buy these, it's cool. like, well, yeah, they're they, aren't they just getting that to hang it on the wall? Are they actually playing it? <laughs> Are they actually so, putting it in I, a record I, player? It, it,
1: one hundred percent. It's fifty-fifty. There are people that buy it just to say they buy it and post it on Instagram just so they oh, I got the new record. I know, I know people who collect records who don't even own a record player. But mm-hmm. yeah. for the sick fucks like me that have records from the seventies and the eighties and have all their CDs, like perfect example, like these, like I, I found uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It was the first DVD I ever bought, two thousand one. I bought this DVD. It was the first uh, first of like three DVDs I bought ever. And it's a widescreen version. And uh, it's, it's I, I put it in the other day. I haven't watched that disc in 15 years because I, I, I own like two different, co- I own a, a Blu-ray copy of it too. So the last 10 years, I've only watched the Blu-ray. But I grabbed the disc and I was looking at it the other day and I was just like, oh, I'm going to pop this in and watch it. Just, I, I already had it out. I, I didn't care about watching high-def version of ferris bueller's day off from 1986 it wasn't going to kill me and it played great and i haven't touched that dvd in 15 years and and it's as it long and that's the thing with like oh well how much longer are they going to actually make dvd players and cd players you can still buy a cd player is it a little harder to find yeah, you can't go well, on dollars
2: and get the $15, generator. So, so so this is where it gets interesting. So I, I I've bought a lot of I, I buy a lot of computers, right? I usually buy them on the higher end. And the computers themselves don't actually have the drives anymore. No. So, well, they don't. so you not only can't play them on a computer, um, but you also can't create them anymore on a computer. Um to that point, um, it is so rare now to play a movie on a computer that Windows decided that they were going to bring the price of of Windows down and charge people an extra couple of dollars if they wanted to play DVDs because they didn't want to pay the royalties to uh, to to be able to license the the, the DVD technology inside the wow. operating system. So now computers aren't how people consume DVDs. So that's a very small. Uh, kind of a, like a, like a corner case, but it is computers are where people generally go when they want to rip or clone them. So the trend is definitely moving away, but it's, it's, it's moving away at a rate where, where I think it's, it's almost like foreign. It's like talking about a zip drive or a (coughs) floppy drive when you actually do need to interact with your computer in one of these, um, physical mediums. But let's say you're right, Jesse, let's say that, that, that we're all idiots and we should have bought it back when it was in the bargain bin for five bucks. Um, and we didn't because it was always on the air and we should have owned a copy and we didn't. And that physical media is here to stay. Let's say that's true. There's still a lot of people that never went out and bought it. And those people are upset. And
1: they, and they have the ability to buy the, you can right now. Ooh, that's interesting. It's all, uh, it is, uh, not available right now on Amazon, but I bet yeah, it is available. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I bet there was a big spike in those purchases mm-hmm. in that, the last few yep. So you can buy... Oh, see, I'm seeing the price tops right now. So 30 bucks mm. for not even the Blu-ray. The mm. DVD you can buy for 30 to 35 bucks on remastered deluxe of It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown.
2: Now, how, but I, I wonder, how do you guys feel about... The outrage, because that's, to me, that's the part that I think, I, I'm not saying that your points aren't correct, Jesse. I, I I, think that, but I think that uh, like in a lot of ways, people haven't prepared for this, right? So no, the people not? that are, the people right now that are all upset about this, they're like, okay, well, I didn't prepare for this. This is a tradition that I've had. And, um, and, and I really wasn't prepared to not have it this year. And they're like, you know, they're, they're almost like territorial, like, like, how dare you, Apple? How dare you try to get me to buy your service? Like well, does anyone like how do you guys feel about that? About that opinion or maybe well, whether that's true? Garner, you well, go first and I, I'll I, weigh in. I,
3: I I think I think we're finally coming to a moment where it's leaking into the the general population's consciousness that maybe having modern mythology locked up behind four different companies that whose only goal is to 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 hold that imagine those you know the the imagination of our culture hostage is uh maybe not the way that we should have gone down that rabbit hole as it were you know it's it's uh you know i mean like to, i mean to 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 be fair one of the things that they brought up is like yeah people bitch about it not being on fucking broadcast television this year but they've been fucking slicing and dicing that thing for the last Ten years at least to fucking fit more and more ads into it. So it's like it's Mm -hmm. it's like it's like the t it's like the TBS cut of fucking Die Hard or something. You know, it's not like it was, it was not. It's not like it's some fucking experience (laughs) that you're having.
2: (laughs) The TBS cut of Die Hard. (laughs) Oh man, it's like half the scenes are deleted. All the swear words have been replaced with things that sound fun. Oh what a great analogy. But to, yeah, so I think that's a great point, Gunnar, is is this actually an improvement? Like is this an improvement that now it's it can be consumed en masse commercial free?
1: I think the I think the main
2: Gunner, are you okay?
0: If,
3: yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> you had a very loud breathing there oh i'm sorry the the, the mics the mic swung up right into my nose, so it was, uh,
2: it was almost like it was almost like I was afraid I, was, I, was waiting for you. I, I, I i i i i i
3: i i'm i am i am i might have i might have been masturbating the yelp reviews i'm sorry it's you know Dude, tubing. So doing a little tubing
2: are you yeah he was he was he was, he was tearing his antenna down because he was gonna watch it because that's the only way he can where he lives and he's tearing his antenna back down.
1: This falls, this falls on the people though. I don't even fault. I don't fault Apple. I mean, that's what you want to do. You want to create the urgency. I mean, NBC is doing the same thing. And I Mm -hmm. see, I see them like people freaking out, (coughs) losing their minds that the office is leaving Netflix. Yeah. 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 They're like, I don't want, I don't I don't want to go get the NBC app. Yes. Well, yes. And I, I was, I was, one of the the fools that never bought the office on on dvd or blu-ray and i sat here Mm -hmm. and i just and and as soon as i read that as soon as i saw that i uh myself and the girlfriend looked at each other i was like i'm on it (laughs) and the the first four seasons were not put out on Blu-ray, and I believe it was because of a Universal lot fire, and the negatives were lost. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they don't have the negatives to do a proper Blu-ray release. So the first four seasons don't have Blu-ray releases. But the first four seasons I do have on DVD, and then seasons five through nine I do have on Blu-ray.
3: Well, I I you know and got them all. Well, you got to keep you got to keep that DVD rip because you know much like the much like the the LaserDisc one. Now that we have all this like fucking real time. AI assisted interpolation technology we can up-res that shit and you know like that, that that's going to be like this that's going to be like the seed that's going to be the seed corn of the future
2: it's so true it's so true it's it's kind of creepy that computers can actually like actually do the zooming and enhancing that like we were like it was it was kind of like like police sci-fi like 20 years ago and now the computers can actually do it
3: I think. Do you remember the movie Enemy of the State with uh, Gene Hackman and Will Smith? Uh, Will Smith? Yes. Ah, vaguely. Do you remember? Well, the, okay, because there was a whole lot of bullshit in that, and one of them was that they figured out mm-hmm. there's like this, this the one scene, plate. and it's like how Will Smith gets involved. No, not the license plate. When they they figured out that the guy had dumped the NEC Game Boy kind of thing with the memory card in it in will smith's bag because they built a reconstruction of the camera. So basically the camera was looking at will smith, but they figured out what the image was behind, like when they flipped it around. So it was his other side by the reconstruction of the shadows in the room. And it's like, one. it's like total whole shit. Mm -hmm. Like, like, well, the thing was, is it was, you know, it's, it's like watching people fucking write code in movies or hacking stuff. You know, it makes you crazy. I just saw a paper a year and a half ago where they actually fucking did that. Like they're <laughs> actually able to rebuild images completely opposite to the plane of occlusion. It's so by crazy the background noise in, in 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 the image.
2: Do you remember do you remember the um uh it was a it was a a, a night filter uh lens that sony has yeah, for the, their the, camera that was the, broken the, where and it was seen it was seen through clothing and you can see through the clothing yeah it's crazy because people are like they're like all worried that they're gonna like have this these pictures of themselves in the airports um you know exposed because you can you can essentially see a naked body through some of those scans but like i looked at those i looked at those uh like some of those those airport scans and it's They're not flattering, right? You don't look good. I, I don't know why. I don't know what it is, what it is about the lighting, but the bodies just, they don't look good. Um, but man, you check out some of those Sony night vision footage and you're like, whoa, that looks good. Um, so it's like the, the technology is kind of there, like this creepy like invasion of privacy. And now if they can reconstruct the shit that the camera can't see based on moving shadows, we are completely fucked um it's i mean it'd be kind of cool like when a criminal like kind of hides from the camera and they they still know who they are like yeah we actually reconstructed your face from a shadow you fuck (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well
3: uh, trace you remember what we were talking about this weekend like that whole thing the, the the big deal with facebook making you sign on with your facebook profile on oculus is that it came out that oculus has been building databases of people's head tra- like head yeah, movements because insane. they can identify they can identify them no matter what just by the the way that they move their face they move their neck so in crazy. space
2: it's so crazy and you know like when you see somebody walking down the street and they look like somebody you know sometimes their posture gives them away you're like oh no that's not my yep. friend and then you're like, oh, that definitely is. Look at the way that they're walking. So I can oh, see why, like, like how, how, like Facebook and Oculus could figure that out. But man, it's scary that, like, that that companies that don't know you personally are starting to collect this data. By the way, uh, it's not one of our topics, and I don't want to jump off the one we're on because I really enjoyed this Pumpkin Patch one. Um, but but along that same note, um, Microsoft just announced that all versions of Minecraft are going to be requiring a Microsoft account. So yeah, um, similar types of script and backlash um are happening um you know with the uh with the world's most successful game ever with a very similar move but so so back to the pumpkin patch um yeah this whole idea like Pumpkins. you said with friends this like birthright like like you know i've i watched friends when it was live on tv and then i've been watching it on netflix and i don't want to see it go away right Like, I don't want to give someone else my money and see it go away. First of all, have any of you guys used the Peacock app? No. No. I use HBO Max. The Peacock app is free. (laughs) And it's actually good. (laughs) like and i'm not a fan of uh uh, of what they're doing the fact that they're pulling all this content back but like i'm paying a monthly subscription to netflix which keeps going up every uh every year um the the peacock app is is free now there is a way to remove the ads and and you can pay for it but um as of right now most of its content is free which means you can go and you could just watch like like episodes of psych and stuff like that and uh it's interesting to me that people get so hostile when something that they like has been taken away from a platform that they pay for and when it's moved to something that they don't have to pay for. And this is, I think this is like, this is where the Apple TV plus thing is really interesting. And this is something no one is talking about. And the, 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 the news, um, they, it's clickbait, right? They want you to click on the articles. And uh, this is the fact that before the, before we started, I needed to get these these details correct. But Apple TV Plus is actually giving it away for free as well, even though they're a paid service. They aren't charging for the Great Pumpkin Patch on the days surrounding Thanksgiving <laughs> this year. Is it like Thanksgiving, just- but isn't this a Halloween special? <laughs> um. Well, and this is the part where. Like I I had to double check the, the, I, I had two sources and one of them showed, um, the last three days in November. Um, but the, the, the first source that I found showed the 25th, the 26th and the 27th. So I believe that they're making it free, um, surrounding the Thanksgiving holiday when people are going to be, you know, um, falling asleep in front of their TVs, um, high on tryptophan. That's what I believe to be the most accurate right now. Gotcha. So it's
0: I, maybe I'm wrong. I I always assume that this like came out like right around Halloween, like right before Halloween is when they started showing this. Have I been wrong this whole time? Have I been living a alternate reality in my mind?
1: Yeah, they start I, showing it. It's it's like a they start showing it at the end of October, usually right, right before Halloween, and they use it as like a like a literally they to bridge the Halloween weekend going into the whole month of because I think they they literally run it from like usually like October 28th, 29th 30th through Thanksgiving
0: gotcha so I don't know so the people complaining can, can I can I pay for it and get it for on Halloween with Apple
2: um so if you've bought an apple device within the last year mm-hmm then you can redeem a uh, twelve month t- uh, sorry, twelve month subscription to Apple TV Plus, and if that's the case, then you can watch it whenever you'd like.
0: So you can watch it for Halloween if you pay. Is kind of what that if you pay if you pay to.
2: if you pay for one of the devices, you get a you get the free year, or you can subscribe to the Apple TV service and then you can watch it whenever you'd like. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, it's obviously it it they're trying to drive people to their platform. Right. But the interesting part about it is, is that the people complaining, right, are actually complaining about a show going from <laughs> an old 60s show, by the way, um, going from from over the air or through like a cable broadcast, which is usually a, a, a degraded quality, right? It's going to be going to a streaming platform, right? Which you're going to be at 1080, 4K, um or or, you know generally within within those two um you're gonna have better audio you're going to have no commercials and it's going to be free um but that's not what people are upset about like hold on it's gonna be i think you're i think i'm missing like
0: we're maybe we're disconnecting here it's going to be free at the end of november correct
2: It's going to be free for, for, for those three days. But, but what you have to remember is that when you watch it on broadcast TV, you can't just turn it on. You you know what I mean? You have to sit down and actually,
0: yeah.
2: yeah, And and then you're, you're bombarded with commercials like Gunnar said, um, (laughs) and <laughs> his excellent analogy, um, the diehard on on um, uh, uh, TVS or whatever, it, it's so chopped up and it's so interrupted with commercials that it's almost not even consumable at this point. So um, you're right. I mean, there is it is a fixed amount of time that you can watch it, but you can sit down and decide to watch it and actually watch it. And the other part that no one is talking about right now is, I don't really think people. Get that excited about this movie.
0: like I, uh, So I would agree with you. I think mostly this is for like the nostalgic, the, the nostalgic, people that are nostalgic about it, people that remember when they were, ki- they were kids kind of watching it. Who knows if
2: kids now would even find it interesting, right? Maybe it's just gotten too old. My kids don't. Um, My kids don't really find the Peanuts stuff interesting. It's a little bit too slow moving for what they're used to these days.
0: Sure. And maybe that's the case. But I, I mean, I guess... I understand kind of both sides. I get it. You know, Hey, okay. What I'm not, what I don't like is, Oh, if you've bought an Apple device, I don't fucking like Apple. So I don't want to have that. That I don't even want to be a discussion. Okay. (laughs) I will hopefully never, ever, ever own an Apple fucking device (laughs) in my house. I don't like the company. I haven't liked the company. Um, and I don't like the policies, which is, that's just my personal opinion. Right. I know plenty of people, including people on this podcast that use Apple products and enjoy Apple products and more power to you. Um, so, but I, when I well, if you just, I don't buy a fucking Apple devices, so that doesn't really apply to me. And the other thing, I think that some people like the experience, some people, you know, it, it's, it's a nostalgic thing. And I don't, I don't know if they should get shit on because they, they enjoyed that experience. That was kind of a consistent thing for them to do, you know, right before Halloween, the, Oh, they're giving it, they're giving it away free for three days at the end of November is horseshit. If they were really a benevolent company and gave a fuck, it would be free the two days before Halloween and maybe like two or three days after Halloween.
2: I, and that probably would be true. If Apple TV plus was actually a service that was worth the money, mm-hmm. because then people would buy it regardless of the show. Um, and, and that's where I think some of the naysayers are actually, they're actually correct. In principle, because it, th- this is a, a, a desperation attempt to at Apple to grab at something right before people are ready to consume it um, in hopes that it will drive people to their platform. Um, so in that case, you know, I, I, I guess I would have to agree. But at the same token, this is how licensing works. Right. I mean, the very nature of licensing is you know, CBS has it in 66 abc decides to rip it away and then <laughs> in 2020 uh the most fucked up year in 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 a long time um apple decides that they're going to take it and it, the, the the purpose of licensing content right is to be able to profit off of that content right you 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 have the intellectual property and you sell it you you sell limited rights to it um and of course, you know, Jesse's going to say fuck limited rights, just go buy the DVD and use it forever. True, although the DVD manufacturer actually has to pay licensing to be able to play that disc, which is crazy. Um, I don't think those patents have expired yet either. Um, Gunner might know more about that, but even th- there's licensing even in the disc that you're playing, right? So, I, I don't know if whether people's opinion is fuck Apple and they don't want to go to their platform. I get that right. They don't want to enable Apple at this grab at this cash grab. I guess I understand that, but this is the very nature of licensing, you know? And I mean, that's why I think like the office and friends are, 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 how do you feel about video game licensing?
0: How do you feel about like, I'm sorry. How do you feel about video game streaming?
2: Great question um when you say video game streaming are you talking about um when like like the stadia type stuff
0: no like when you like on twitch you know you have Uh streamers that that's how they make their living they stream video game play Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that should they pay the developers extra money to license the game to play on their stream
2: I mean, that's that's really what that's doing is that's kind of stopping and taking a look at the um the DMCA fair use clause right mm-hmm. and is what they're doing does it fall under fair use or or not and fair use is generally reserved for small amounts of content um educational purposes comedy and things where um it just doesn't make sense to pay licensing Streaming is an interesting well, one because a lot of these streamers start off with no money in their pocket, but then before you know it, their sole success is based on somebody else's intellectual property. I don't know.
3: Well, well, and that sole success is actually a relatively fucking microscopic portion of the people trying to do it, but because this gets into the
2: concept of what they call a transformative work, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, and e, you know, e, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say sole success. I, I take that back because it's it's largely their personalities that end up being the content, and not so much the game. So I actually take that back. I don't actually feel that way about the streamers.
3: You know, would 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 would, would PewDiePie be PewDiePie if he was not PewDiePie? You know, and casually racist as per Yelp reviews. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I I don't, I, I don't I asked, know, Wade. I
0: posed that question because you are someone that obviously knows a lot about licensing and things like that and, and that nature. Um, Google Stadia had a developer, and I, we're going to jump right back on Halloween. Actually, I'm going to check the time, but um, we're still going to jump back on Halloween. But uh, a developer came out on Twitter very recently and said that he feels that the streamer should be paying Google uh, or any, any developer for streaming their, their game and pretty cool. much hmm Go ahead, Gunner.
3: Well, I was gonna say, because y- you know, you know the flip side of that, which is that that is actually one of the primary uh quote unquote use cases that Stadia is trying to pitch itself, i.e., they are going through and making these deals, quote unquote, with game publishers to mm-hmm. license you know, basically they're they're attempting to legitimize a rent, a, 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 a revenue
2: model so they can mm-hmm. rent seek in the middle of it. Yeah. Right, they're 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 using lawsuit as a leverage. They're saying, "Hey, we can get you more money because because we're going to extract it from the 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 content creators." They wish they wish to be the empl-
3: they wish to be the employee in the work for hire scheme of corporate rent seeking.
0: Yeah, back to Halloween because that's those guys are fucking creeps. Every fucking tech company, it seems, every major uh, one well, actually, is a fucking well, actually, creep.
3: Well, every every every. They're a creep, but that guy especially, because it's like, literally, it's been a fucking, it's been a fucking nonstop form of, hey, you know, this is my, re- you know, you may say this is a resume, but this actually looks like a blacklist of, like, <laughs> you know, it's like, these are, these are, your, all your resume with all your resume listings are actually, like, red flags why we shouldn't hire you. So, um. Do you, I, I
0: don't know about your state, how New York is going. So. On the licensing thing. has I, Halloween I, been canceled yet traced. Oh, you want to go back. Okay. Uh,
2: um, the, the, oh. the, uh, the, um, the governor, the governor said, said you can go knock on your neighbor's doors. He didn't tell people not to. So that's cool. Jeez. Um, it's not canceled in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Especially cause with yeah. Emperor Cuomo, you think he would have canceled it, but he didn't. Um, I think it's cause he wants to be reelected. um, <laughs> So with the licensing thing, I, I, I've come across some interesting like use cases where licensing is just like an oddball. Um, one of them is um, <laughs> so uh, a lot of a lot of my volunteer time goes towards uh, music software, as as you guys all know, um, and the listeners probably know as well. But um, the uh, the software is free and it's open source, and and everyone just assumes. And this is is such an interesting problem. But everyone just assumes when they download the software that every sample that comes in it is royalty-free. And by royalty-free, I mean absolutely royalty-free. Like You could get those samples, put them on a CD, and resell those samples as your own sample pack, and you could legally do it. And there's licenses that allow this. Um, The most famous one is called um, Creative Commons uh, CC0. Um, and it is the creative commons license that says, do whatever you want. We don't care what you do. Resell it, call it your own, rename it, um, remix it, uh, whatever you want to do. You never have to even mention who you got it from. And this is important when when it comes to creative content, because if if you don't know the license that you're taking it under, then someone can always come after you. So in the case of video game footage, right, there's actually an end user license agreement somewhere there that says what you can and can't do with that video game. And you agree to that. Nobody reads it, but you agree to it. So, like, for example, if you and I were going to have a, a Super Smash Brothers competition and we were going to to uh, to have it in a stadium, we might be taken down if we didn't actually have permission from Nintendo before starting that competition. Um, you probably wouldn't get. Right. Or, or, you know, we would, we would try to get a contact and then we would give them royalties of of the revenue from the seats that we sell. Right. And then they'd be happy to do it because it would be like, we'd be licensing their content, but maybe we have to do it underneath their, their guidelines. Right. Maybe there needs to be Nintendo banners somewhere or, or maybe even it's the opposite side and they don't want Nintendo to be anywhere. They don't want to be affiliated with the event you know, if all of a sudden an orgy breaks out and it's in the middle of this, they probably don't want to be represented by that orgy. Maybe they do, but they probably don't. So, um, so when people download and install this, this music creation software, they just kind of assume they're like, yeah, you know what? I, I can do whatever I want with these samples. And somebody asked, like, it was just a few years ago. And they're like, where did these come from? Where did all of these, like these sounds come from? And nobody could answer it. And, uh, some guy in europe found an old sample cd like one you would go and like buy from like 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 a store and you could get like all these cool sound effects and sounds and drums and all that stuff and he put it in his computer and he played it side by side with this this free music software and they were the exact same sounds and i'm like okay well a couple of things could have happened here maybe the company that 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 made that cd actually found them on the internet from our project and we're selling them and the guy goes this cd is from 1993 and i'm like holy fuck okay so this was before this was really before the modern day of sharing stuff on the internet so i f- i got a hold of the original author of this of this free software and i said to him and i said when you when you originally wrote the software, did you just steal all the samples off of a commercial CD? And he said, probably. It's fucked up. <laughs> so when it comes to licensing, right? Licensing is an odd thing. And somehow for 20 years plus, no one has cared, right? Like, it. it and this is where like, I feel like the streaming gamers get into it is that... It matters when someone cares. So you get a brand new game like like Among Us, right? Which is super popular, and we talked about it um, on last week's podcast. That game is like number one in the world right now. But are they getting any extra revenue as a result of that? Right? I mean, they might be getting the five dollars here, or like the the the, uh, the advertisements being removed. But like, they aren't even prepared to soak up. The potential money, which means if you go and you buy like a plush doll on Amazon or something like that, it is one hundred percent guaranteed it didn't come from them. You know, is that Creative Commons? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Is that um, is that uh, is that fair use to just take their plush? Nobody else, you can't buy it yet. You know, do you should you seek their permission? So when it comes to the streamers, I think it's it's a gray area because historically we've we've seen that content as being. Uh, exclusive um to the to the creators and and you would never even think that they need to pay royalties to the game manufacturers. but like on a game launch, like when the game is brand new and it's launching, you 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 kind of could give some credit to the game manufacturers too, right?
0: Well, that's the sixty dollars you spend on the
2: game. Jesse, I well, gotta, I mean, I that's, but that's the that's the ten dollars. Sorry, Gunner, uh, that's the ten dollars that this guy in Germany spent on that music CD. Like to what you know to to what end? And I think that's the problem with licensing.
3: So let's get you know kind of like, so Jesse. Maybe maybe this is a question. Maybe this question for you because you. So you know we, we you know I I think you and I both might kind of fall on the same divide of the 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 physical media versus the ephemeral concept of I can stream this until or I can I can rent this song off the music service until the music service goes away. You right. Know, like the 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 trade the trade off the trade off for that that the convenience is not really a trade off. It's a sucker's bet. Um. So, you know, like we're talking, you know, we're talking about streaming and stuff like that, but like, is, would you, would you, would you think streaming is something along the lines of you, like starting up your own internet radio station, playing music, playing music, playing music that you own, crossed it, or is it something different right. because that's, you know, like, does it, does this get into the idea of like music is, you know, like you, you playing music is effectively a fixed thing you know it's not you know like you're just uh, and, and, and like you know it, does does this even does it even really you know like does it even really matter because like a game is effectively an interactive thing it's not a fixed state like you may have a story in it but you're actually like you know it's it's a dynamically generated thing versus this concept of right, I, have like- this, I, ha- I have this I have this film or I have this I have the song that's done you know like it's a, like it's
2: like, like licensing a, the artwork created from your brush. It's like, well, that's partly my artwork because I invented the brush. Like, where do you draw the line? Well, that's yeah, a license agreement with a brush.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, because you know, and actually, this get this gets into an interesting idea. I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, like we talk about, like I made the comment about the DVD player, but what happens when they fucking get their fingers? in the players so that you buy a DVD player and they can, you know, like, because we're already at the point where they can just fucking turn off playback methods on these devices. What if they don't give you the way, the dec- like, what if they remove the decoder from your devices, you know, your your new player or whatever, so that you can't play the DVD player on it? So you have the media, but you have nothing, you know, like even back to that, like, thing with Trace talking about how they couldn't find a fucking tape drive to actually restore anything. Do they ever because we're, we're, do, no, they go ever, ahead, sorry.
1: do they ever care that much though I feel like the the amount of people, well the, the amount of people that like do buy physical media and that's how they mainly consume it those people still stream so I, I don't know if I don't know if they care that much to take the playback or to try to, you know, uh, quote unquote, get their their fingers inside the players. Uh, do they care that much? Do, I do
3: I care? I think that I think that they're going to start rent seeking more like that. Yeah.
1: So, at what point? At what point? Like, if you had to ballpark it, when do you think in the next twenty years, thirty years? Like, like they.
3: Have- I I I say I say that you're going to actually see you're going to see an instance of it within
2: the next five. What do you think is going to happen, Gunny? You think that the DVD manufacturers are going to rip the licensing to play the DVDs back I'm, out? They're going to expire them and th- you have to renew them or something? I I I I'm no, I'm thinking like Blu-ray even, but I'm
3: thinking that effectively you're going to have to do the Microsoft login kind of thing on your players to actually have them, you know, because we're already at the point where like, you know, you have these digital c- certification, you know, like the 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 thing is is the analog analog media is there and it's kind of like polaroid film where in theory like you still might be making stuff but if these companies keep buying the shit up you know the act of you sharing it may you know depend you know depend you know and they like especially in the current
2: legal the legal and political environment I mean, they they tried can, they tried I, the disposable dvds it didn't work
3: well, I'm not talking about disposable no. TV play. You just make it so that the fucking player, you, you know, it's 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 like the it's like social credit. It's like the social credit score for your your playback devices. It's that you are not licensed. You do not have a listener's license. And yeah, maybe,
2: for, maybe these I, I, for these devices anymore. I think I think that you're. I I I don't think that. The Jessies of the world are ever going to buy the DVD if the players can revoke your right to watch it. Uh, and I know that they, they technically exist now. Like you, there's regional stuff which I, I find to be bullshit. Like it, you can't just bring a US DVD into China and play it on their DVD players. Um, they have regional settings, and so do we. And you can only play DVDs from a certain region. Um, and I don't know why they do that. I, I think it's because they don't want the movies to leak before they've been properly translated. Um, that's the only thing I can think of is they're concerned well, about piracy because it might take six months to translate it to Chinese, so they don't want the DVD to play. Um, but the thing is, is people will circumvent that electronically. So I, I don't think that that's the right market to limit when it comes to to it um, to revoking the to actually like having a revocable license. I don't the, think uh, I don't think that will ever work. Well, but the,
1: the region difference for 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 disc playing for for movies is mainly uh, licensing. Like they, yeah, yeah, it's it's all like licensing in certain countries. Same with like record labels. Same thing with you know, like Roadrunner Records has mm-hmm. signed you know a bunch of bands through the the European label. So there's bands that you and I grew up listening to in the '90s that have a distribution. Or, you know, licensing deal with Roadrunner Records, who, who mm-hmm. technically signs more but, like, you know, new metal licensing
2: but, but that's what's weird to me, though, is like, I, I understand why they would license it that that way. But what I don't understand is why they, would, they wouldn't make it transferable. So, like, why I can't play my licensed copy in another country. Like, for them to block all U.S. DVDs from playing. That's a very odd way to license something. If, if, can you imagine if, if the same thing like worked with like with like audio CDs or cassette tapes? Right. You know what I mean? Like it. It's it's odd that we were just okay with that. So you know that's kind of a little bit to Gunner's point. Like they're gonna do whatever the fuck that they want to do. Um, um. So maybe that's that's like evidence that that they're gonna do whatever they want to do. But um, I, I think that if if the device itself like and maybe he's right because a lot of video games are going this direction where you actually have to download them or you, you have to like have some type of like online presence in order to play the game. Um, and the online presence and it's very nature it updates the game. Um, and, and in doing so they can revoke your license for it. There was a pretty big, um, blunder that Amazon got into. Um, there was a Christmas special called prep and landing and, uh um, it's a, it was a pretty popular show and on, on um on like TBS or something like that and um and it would come on during the during the holiday season um on broadcast TV and when it did Amazon would stop selling the digital copy during those during like that month. And people got so pissed off. But the big mistake that they made was, is they accidentally deactivated the copies that people had already paid for during those months. So they actually couldn't play the content that they had already bought. Uh, So
3: it it does happen. (laughs) So I asking, so, so what, what, what sad, what sad antics are all of you guys doing for Halloween since we can't actually go out and and have parties this year.
0: Well, as of right now, Rhode Island can still have Halloween. However, Massachusetts, I'm pretty confident, has canceled Halloween. Um, oh, are, are uh, you party? Are, are Halloween you? parties are, are definitely not happening in Rhode Island. But I do believe they can still go door to door. Regardless, I'm buying fucking candy. I mean, <laughs> I
3: are are you, are, are you bluing, candy. Are, are you bluing? Are you are you bluing yourself? Bluing myself? Yeah, like like in Arrested Development.
0: Didn't watch a whole lot of Arrested Development, brother. I'm okay, sorry. It's,
2: it's like like Blue Man Group. Oh, like, just painting nice.
0: Up. Okay. Yeah. I I've seen the meme, so I'm I'm familiar
3: with. Okay, gotcha. All right. All no, close. I'm not he doing just,
2: that. <laughs> he just wanted, he just wanted to be part of the Blue Man Group.
3: Are 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 you are you just gonna get the red? Bo- are you gonna get the green body stocking like Tisdale had that one year and going around? Oh, the so green, you're invisible, the
0: Green Man. No, green I'm man. I'm honestly I don't. With this COVID thing, I just I, I don't even know. I mean, I, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I mean, don't I, think anything's I, going th- on. So
3: I think I think it technically counts as a mask because it's full body and it's the same kind of like thread count.
0: I mean that's true. So, that I mean is, that is true. It's a really safe, big oh, mask.
3: Yeah, I mean like you know you have to you have to have like a dancer belt or something so the yam bag ain't like fucking in full presentation <laughs> in it. But uh... what can I?
0: When did like trick or treating like kind of change? When was when was that? I'm trying to think back. Like when was it and why was it?
1: Mid two thousands, my was story. it?
2: What happened?
0: What, well, what changed? I, I feel like a lot of like the door to door thing kinda went away and it like they had it like at schools and at malls. So, like the trunk or treats and stuff.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well you know, it's it's because it's because all those trick-or-treaters are 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 sweet, sweet sources of adrenochrome. And <laughs>
2: yeah. you know,
3: like you know like, again it's like you know it's one thing to go to a house to get candy it's another to have your skull cracked open to extract sweet sweet from.
2: <laughs> have you guys ever seen the um have you ever been to an easter egg hunt yes like wade used to do them down at chapman right
0: yep yep
2: yeah do you remember how fucking terrible they were
0: it was fucking awful but i feel like it was a lot of character building going on there <laughs>
2: And yourself, your character building <laughs> yourself.
0: Oh um, yeah, because I used to get fucking trounced by the big kids. They would always get all the good shit. You had to be re- either real quick or real fucking mean, and I was neither.
2: <laughs> it's it's this interesting idea where where you get all the candy you you would ever want, and you get it for free, and society has to just come together and just offer it to you, and um, that's why I kind of like the whole trick or treat thing. Because with the trick-or-treat thing, there was a punishment, right? It's like, you know what? You could choose not to give me candy, but I might throw an egg at your house. It's like, oh, you know what? I don't want an egg thrown at my house. I'm gonna, there's going to be a con- there's going to be a contract here. Even, even though none, none of us have signed or verbally agreed to this contract, I'm going to agree to this contract. I don't want the kids to egg my house. And as a result, I will give them candy. And they're going to come to my door with a proposal. I give them a treat or they play a trick on me. And I'm going to choose the treat because I do not want eggs; they're very hard to clean. But I mean, the plus size of the treat, though, Trace
0: is you can eat some of the treats too if you do like candy.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I, I yeah. And I, I mean, I'm sure there's some benefits to the trick as well. But, but <laughs> <laughs> what happened though was, you know, kids like started catching on to like, you know, all I need is something that kind of resembles a costume. I, 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 carrying around a little like cute bucket isn't going to cut it, right? I'm going to. I'm going to hit the neighborhoods that give out the biggest candy bars and I'm going to bring, I'm just going to bring a couple of pillowcases and I'm going to fucking stuff those things to the max. I'm going to get all the candy that I can get. And it kind of like made it so that there's certain neighborhoods that just get slammed with trick or treaters. And then there's other neighborhoods that like have none. And if you happen to live in those neighborhoods with a bunch of curmudgeons that don't want to fucking, they just want their, they just want eggs and toilet paper. Um, It's actually a miserable place to live uh, from a kid's perspective. And you find yourself like driving into some city or some town and it's the streets are just like filled with all of these kids. So, you know, the companies are like, well, hey, we're going to keep the kids out of the streets this year. We're going to have a trunk or treat. And it's like, well, okay, well now, oh fuck. Now you've gotten this process where you walk around a block to get candy and you've condensed it to a small parking lot. Is it just shitty parents?
1: Yeah, like, it is it, it it 100% changed though because kids are homebodies now. Kids don't go out like it's a, in a it's, it's an event of days gone by. It's not going out with your friends in a group and those kids couldn't they couldn't handle kids nowadays couldn't handle going house to house Either down Pine Ridge Road or down fucking up Wilnew Boulevard or any of it. You want to know why? Because they couldn't stay off their fucking phones for more than ninety seconds to enjoy the experience of going house to house well, trick or treating.
3: You you know what the solution for this is, right?
1: Revoke licensing for their phones.
3: No, uh, <laughs> the solution is the, the solution the solution for this. Is to send them send them out with packs of rabid cyber dogs that are also protecting them from the other packs of feral <laughs> rabid cyber dogs.
0: I, I just like, I feel like it's slightly bigger. There was something special at the end of your candy run, like where it was like, man, I earned this. Like I, I was either, I well, mean, because we lived in central New York, we were either freezing our balls off or sweating our balls off. Never, of course, comfortable.
3: Well, it, it also it also taught you valuable life lessons like like how economies work. Like well, dude, you
0: know how about like when you were in your teenage where like we're like, like or like that's absolutely true. Or like when you were in that like that phase, so like where mom wasn't like taking you to like kinda walking with you, and you were kind of just with your group of friends, but like you weren't the older kids yet either. So you had to really fucking avoid getting <laughs> fucking rolled and having all your good candy taken
2: like it was there's yes. a, there
0: was a moment of survival there too as well
2: well we've definitely there's definitely a little bit of pussification going on where we are, don't really are, are, we don't
3: are
2: you don't are, are you are you are you are you blaming trump on
3: the fact that we can't trick-or-treat for shit now with, with current generations
0: <laughs> I just feel it's kind of like the parents were like, well, this is much more convenient for me. And I, right, I can see yeah. my friends while they do this and not have to really wa- worry about walking up and down the street with my kids. I kind of just want to hang out here, you know, let the kids run amok and I'll just sit here and talk to my parent friend
2: or whatever. So like, what, I feel that what, shit happen. So as terrible as it sounds, I, I I have an experience that was actually quite pleasant this year, although it does fall very close to what you're describing. Um the, the, the camp, the campsite that we that we have um um during the summer throws an early um early halloween party because they're completely closed down by the time halloween um actually happens so um for like like one of the last weekends that the campground is open there's first of all it's done during the day which there's some pros and cons to having trick-or-treating in the daytime, um, but w- what they do is they just put an orange pumpkin somewhere on your, on your campsite if you're going to be handing out candy, and if you're not going to be handing out candy, you don't put out, a, a pump- you don't put out the pumpkin because you don't have the whole like lights are on, lights are off rule because it's in the middle of the day. What, what does it mean if there's a sock on your pumpkin? <laughs> it means that I was there and I was lonely.
0: Can't do trick or treating a day. I mean, it's diff. That's totally. I think that's different. Tracy. I think that's actually really nice. Like that, they have like a kind of a, a celebration there. That's totally it's cool. Fairly,
2: it's fairly condensed. What's interesting is, first of all, you're you're right. The parents are fucking lazy. they all the parents follow their kids around or or drive them actually on on golf carts. So instead of just walking around the campgrounds, which is not that large, I think like if you were to walk to every single campsite and back, it's probably like, like a mile and a half, right? It's, Mm. it's not, it's not that far. I mean, it's, it's probably bigger to cover a couple of blocks in your neighborhood than it is to walk around these campgrounds. It's pretty condensed. Um, But yeah, the, uh, the parents are all on golf carts, right? But one thing that I thought was pretty cool about this is, is that the campsites some of them hand out beer and jello shots to the adults as you're going from kids. and that's fucking and
0: that's badass and that should and that right there they did that in kingston too on halloween one of the cool dude when i lived in kingston how the area that i lived in all the like everyone was out in the street they got so into it and i was like it was very refreshing because well before then, it had, it had just been kind of no kids at the house, like maybe one or two kids at the house in Canistota. But dude, Kingston, dude, people are just hanging. Oh, you want a beer? Like, give the mm-hmm. kids the candy, but here you want some beer. Yeah. and it was
2: it was really awesome, man. And it dude, just, if I, handed, if I handed out beers with candy at my house, I would have the cops here very quickly. Like, it's just not perceived as an okay thing to do in society right now. And it's kind of odd, like it's, it's, it's illegal for that parent to crack open that beer and walk to the next house, which is, yeah, which is so like, like, when you say like, when did Halloween like g- get ruined, maybe it was the same year that it became it be, that they started enforcing stuff like, like that, you know, there's this certain amount of, um of responsibility that's. No longer assumed as a, uh, of us as as individuals, and and we need to pass it off to somebody else, like the like the local companies, and they can just hand out candy in their trunks in a in a small um, surveilled parking lot, so that the risk of your child, you know, getting a razor blade is is greatly reduced.
0: It just hurts my heart to know that like it's like nighttime, your Super Bowl is here, like that it's it's dark and the fucking. You know, the fucker that gives out the shitty good and plenties, he's about to get the fucking the egg leaving my hand like the fucking (laughs) guns of Navarone right into his fucking front window.
3: Oh,
2: my gosh. Oh, good. Well, there's
0: not like a younger version of me sprinting away from like 15, 16 year old kids looking to beat the shit out of me and steal my fucking good candy.
2: I remember remember sitting around like a month or two before Halloween talking with friends, and it's like, how long do the eggs have to sit in the garage for them to be really (laughs) stinky?
0: Oh, man. Good times. Speaking of good times, I'm pretty sure we're way over. Yeah, we're just a
2: couple minutes over. No, we're not.
0: (laughs) I'm going to guess we are
2: 40 minutes now. Yeah, 40 minutes over. on the nose it is 139 and 56 seconds wade well impeccable
0: as i hate to do it i must perform the ritual and kill the show (laughs) jesse man thank you so much for coming on brother Uh, I'm,
1: i'm glad that you uh guys invited me back and i'm glad that i broke all your new format rules
0: you will be you will be the you will be our first fourth i suspect as well um i'm ready Actually, it would be fun to get you and ET on the same one as well. That'd be a good time.
1: Yeah, we might have to do that. That's how I'm spending my Halloween weekend anyway. I'm going down there to see him and uh, him and the wifey and bring. Very my, nice. Uh, yeah. So very. That's fun. awesome.
0: Tell him, tell him. we all said hey.
1: Of course. Of course. Um, make
0: sure make sure to bring
2: Charlie Brown with you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent.
0: Jesse, do you want to give uh, no. give some plugs for the uh, for your podcast and your, your Twitter, or maybe, I don't know if you're on Twitter or not, but like your Instagram handle, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah. So you can find the heart guide media podcast, which covers horror films, genre films, and music. You can find us at heart guide media on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us streaming, uh, you know, host site anchor, um, I, you know, iTunes, Apple, whatever, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and uh, yeah, we're doing uh, Legacy Week this week for Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Today is the 38th anniversary of that film, and we're doing three episodes spanning over the next week celebrating that film, and uh, yeah, we'll have a bunch of other goofy shit happening on our podcast, as uh, there always is.
3: That is awesome. Is that that Goofy the Cow or Goofy the Dog? (laughs) The cow. Yeah, the cow, dude. <laughs> yeah. Can't be the dog. <laughs> With
0: that, uh, thank you everybody for giving us a listen. Absolutely head over to uh Jesse HS's uh podcast, Heart God Media. Um leave your comments, positive or negative, and any suggestions for a topic, we are always open. Uh thanks for joining us and uh, we'll catch you later. Gunnar get us on out of here.
3: Ride the snake, ride the snake. Red Snake, Red Snake